Hello, everyone. Welcome back for the first official 2021 episode of Big Drunk Lists. Hey, that, hold on. There's a realistic chance that 2020 is going to go into overtime, so let's not rush it. <laughs> let's not jinx it. Welcome to what may be a late episode in 2020, or maybe the first episode. It depends on how it goes. <laughs> Month 13 of 2020. <laughs> Oh, God, it feels that way. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm your host, Ryan Fawkes, from the uh, getting cold, actually it snowed today here in Bloomington, Illinois. And with me, of course, is the newly employed Greg Voss. I just got a job. Woo! Congratulations, Woo! Greg. Thank you. Nine months of searching. It's about fucking time. Wow. But yeah, so I am super excited. Uh, I get to stay in Chicago just like I wanted to. Uh, and I'm ready to... To party and have a few drinks. And so that's why we have a celebratory drink this oh week. Oh, my God. What is that drink? What are we having, Greg? Chicago handshakes! Ah! I have old-style tall boys and some balort. And so we have to do a shot of balort and ah. a drink of old-style every single time. So this is going to be pretty rough. Thankfully, so Greg calls me last night. He's walking home from the store. This after he got the news that he got his new job, and he says to me, "I have an idea for our episode when we record." And I was like, "Oh God, fuck!" Every time Greg calls me with an idea for the episode, I know it's not gonna be fun for me. Um, <laughs> but it'll be fun for me, and that's it'll be fun all that really him. matters. <laughs> as long as at least fifty percent of the podcast is happy. That's considered a win in our book. But he says we should do Chicago handshakes um, because we talk about them a lot on the show. So uh, I was like, okay, I didn't want to do it, but I'm a team player. So here we are. We're going to do it. Um, What do you say? Should we do one now even before we jump in and keep going? Because this would be my first one ever. Oh, yeah. I'm going to pour up a shot of this Malort. Oh, and it just it looks Okay. It looks kind of like whiskey, let's be honest. Yeah, it does. It looks like whiskey. All right. Cheers, sir. Bottoms up. Here we go. Mm. And then some old style. Oh, it is so bad. I'm oh, so used so to bad. it now. I think it actually has like a sweet flavor in the beginning. The aftertaste still isn't exactly the best. Oh, no, it tastes like uh, candle wax and pickle juice like mixed together. I've heard it described as grapefruit. Mm. I can kind of see that. Ugh. Okay. Mm. Number one down. At least five to go. Um, <laughs> so we know what we're drinking today. But let's talk about a little bit what we're talking about today. So as we just wrapped up 2020, finally, the world's longest fucking year of all time, um, we wanted to look back and not just talk about the bad stuff that happened because we know a you know, worldwide pandemic, mm-hmm. murder hornets, <laughs> among other bad and things. Of course, this shit year was also a leap year, so it literally was longer oh, than it was other literally years. Literally <laughs> longer. Many people lost their jobs. Uh, many businesses had to close their doors. Um, it's a lot been a of very lives difficult, lost. A lot of lives lost. People losing family and friends. It's been a really, really hard year. Um, but we wanted to try. To bring a little um, positivity back. So we decided to do 
our favorite things that happened during 2020. Kind of a look back as we come into this new year, hopeful um, and looking forward to how things are hopefully going to get better um, as we move forward. Uh, so we wanted to kind of look back to some of the positive things. What do you think about this idea, Greg? It was tough. 2020 wasn't the best year. <laughs> so it wasn't uh, wasn't the best one to come up with a list with. That's why I'm glad we're only doing five. Ten of them would be too too tough. Ugh, I don't think I could do ten shots of this malort. So for that reason, I'm glad we're doing five. So uh, it's good from both of those sides. So. All right. All right. Well, what do you say? Should we jump in? Okay, B. Thanks, A. I'm going to pour myself a shot here. Woo-woo. And I need you to talk for a really long time. Ugh. All, All right. right. Bottoms up. Bottoms Let's up. Let's hear your number five. That's good. We get some of that beer, too. You have to. Normally, yeah. I don't mm. chase a shot. This is undrinkable without something to chase it. I love my Lord. Oh, straight undrinkable. Number five. It's the only personal one on my list, but big drunk lists. Um, this one's also on my list. Yeah. So everyone, take another drink. Oh my god. Oh no. I should have <laughs> left this one off. Ooh. Okay. <sighs> so bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mine's later though, so we can save it. Yeah. Unfortunately. Mm-mm-mm. For later down the list. What's your number five? My number five um, is some of the great TV shows and movies that have come out in 2020. Um, I get TV shows, but movies you're going to have to elaborate on. Um, I guess maybe not. I actually only have, I have series exclusively on my list. Um, I know there have been some big movies that came out. Wonder Woman recently that's got some mixed reviews, right? Some liked it, yeah. some thought it was terrible. Um, there, there've been others too, but mostly what I have are series on my list. So a couple that I listed because everybody's at home. So, um, not everyone's at home, but many are at home. So it's been a good opportunity to be able to binge watch some shows. Mm-hmm. Um, some things like, I mean, come on, Tiger King we had, right? That series. Tiger King the was year. the quintessential p- pandemic show. Amazing. Yeah. Um, the last dance that Michael Jordan documentary series. Oh Yeah. Um, I watched the, I, I got caught up and watched all of Shit's Creek, but the final season was this year. Great show. The Queen's Gambit's one I just watched. Cobra oh, Kai, so good. Which was Cobra a Kai reboot. Another one. Yeah. It was um, phenomenal. I, and that got yeah. brought over to Netflix. So it wasn't really watchable for like normal True. people because no one got fucking YouTube read. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I got brought over to Netflix. So anyway, this year boys, in general, it's the just new Mandalorian season. Oh, Mandalorian. Yep. The boys. The boys. Hulu. Yep. Yeah, you got to watch that. I still haven't seen the boys at all. Oh, and when so when you and my mom agree on things, which never fucking happens um, because y'all are polar opposites. Um, <laughs> when y'all agree, it's like, okay, this must have a little something for everybody, right? If yeah. Greg and my mom like this show, it must be pretty good. So, no, it's just it's been a really good year. For shows and, and for binge watching, you know, um, I, I actually even started, this is not a new show. I think they're making new episodes, but the blacklist, 
I just recently started mm. this year. Um, it's just a year for binging, and I'm very much enjoying that yeah. show, and I've enjoyed a lot of the other ones I've watched too. So um, it allowed me to get caught up on some things that people had already seen or recommended to me that I haven't seen, um, and it allowed me to watch some of this new stuff too. So um, I like that. I like that about 2020. Umbrella Academy came out this year as well. Oh, yes. Umbrella season Academy is a great one. Oh, and um, I haven't seen it yet, but Manhunt. The second season of Manhunt. Oh, about, yeah. Here, um, I, I, that's not really up my alley, Manhunt, but I know it's very popular. Many really like it. Are you sure you're not thinking of Mindhunter? Mindhunter uh, is the more of the maybe. serial killer one. Okay, Man- that is the one I was thinking of. Yes. Manhunt. So, like, the first season focuses on, like, the how they, they found... The guy who the Unabomber, how they found Ted Kaczynski. Oh yes, okay. My mom was just watching this when I was Sam uh, Worthington up there for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, and Paul Bettany. I, I actually was just showing my mom it uh, over Christmas as well. It's such a good show. But they came out the second one that's about the Olympic bombing. They've had a few movies recently come out about it, but this one's at least a fully fleshed out show. Also, it would have been before, but did that Aaron Hernandez documentary come out this year? Oh, I watched it this year. I don't know if it technically came out prior to this, but I did watch it this year. That was a good one, too. Killer Inside. Yeah, it came out January 15th. So even though that's pre-pandemic, that was still great television that came out before. Excellent. Yeah, we'll have to see how things go in 2021 as the world starts to open back up, as people are going out. Are we still going to get the stellar TV that we got this year? Um, Or are some of these producers going to take a break because they know people are not at home? You know, this might be a weird year for that. You know, it could have been big for TV producers, but not so much in the future. I think it's going to be the opposite of movies. So I think TV shows are going to be iffy because you know they haven't really been filming them but people have been doing their best to crank out what they can because now's the time to binge but next year is going to be great for movies oh because people getting together going to the theater watching them at home yeah jurassic world extinction is the only one i know that was actually filming this year and not just because i'm a jurassic park fan but like that was all over the headlines it was the first one to come back and it like they had all these stats over how many millions of dollars they had to spend, like extra, like for a movie of that budget, it wasn't much. Like maybe it was like three point five million or something like that. But like with hand sanitizer and all this other stuff, uh, they they were the first one to go back to filming. So there hasn't been many filming, but you know we have two years worth of movies because with post production it takes so long that I think we're gonna get a bunch of films that are supposed to come out. And it's actually going to be a bit of a shame because I know there's a few movies. Uh, Venom 2 was supposed to come out this year. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong was supposed to come out this year. So there's going to be a realistic chance that like movies are going to be fucking great as they're just shoving them all out. Obviously, Tenet and Wonder Woman were probably the two biggest ones that tried to release that failed spectacularly. I mean, I don't know how much Tenet made. I've, I've heard it was good, but, I mean, you couldn't go to theaters. True. Yeah, it just, 
yeah, that's that's a way that it was a weird year. I I probably would have held my movie, and I know that there were some that released and they came out on streaming platforms, mm-hmm. you know. Or I probably would have held mine waiting for theaters to open back up, because for many many movies, that's where they make all their money, right? Is, yeah. is on that first week that it gets released in theaters. So you don't really want to miss that because it's not the same. Well, that's not necessarily true. Trolls Two came out, and they found they had made more than Trolls One by a good margin with uh, at home rentals. That was like the first big one, though, for kids. Like that was a huge deal that you yeah. could get Trolls Two um, and watch it with your kids. And that was also a very popular franchise that they started with Trolls. Like it was very. I mean, people loved it. Kids loved it. Um, yeah. I. But that was kind of the first big one. That's like we're going to stream this. They were gonna do. Uh, Theater release. Theater, yeah. Yeah. But then they, they were kind of the first big one to say, let's stream this instead. So I think they were just, they were good because they were early to it. You know, they kind of made that pivot, which was a I, smart business move. I think it also works because it's for kids. So they're charging, it's mm-hmm. normally like 20, 30 bucks or something like that to rent it. If it's a kid's movie, you're going as a family. So let's say like, you know, even if you have one kid, where I'm at, you know, you're you're paying like 13 bucks a ticket, maybe like yeah. 10 or 11 for a kid, right. and so it's you're automatically paying less. You don't have to bring the kids out and like worry about everything. You don't have to get any of the snacks or anything like that. So as a family, you're like hell yeah, 30 bucks. I would so much rather pay 30 to watch it at home versus. If, like, I wanted to watch Tenet, I'm not paying 30 bucks to stream it on my own TV. I'll wait until it comes out on something. Or it's, mm-hmm. like, it's available for rent for 10 or 15 after the fact. Or like, two bucks at the red box, you know, depending yeah, on what it yeah. is, right? It's going <laughs> to well, be a lot kids cheaper. Are, kids are fucking expensive, man. Like, yeah. I don't even have kids, uh, but I have nephews and I have friends, very good friends with kids. And, you know, just coming out of Christmas, I dropped lots of money for Christmas this year on other people's kids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because I, I want to be cool. Uncle Ryan, you know, I want to give the coolest fucking <laughs> shit. Like I would be the one to pay $30 for my kid to watch a movie, you yeah. know, like if they wanted to, like, I'm gonna drop that shit. And I think they know that. I think people know, like you'll go above and beyond spending money for your kids on bullshit so they can charge that and they can get away with it. 30 bucks to quiet kids for uh, two hours. Exactly. For yeah, two I'd pay that. hours. Yep. Especially because, I mean, I think you even got to watch it as many times as you wanted over a 24-hour period. Kids watch the same fucking shit 10 times in a row. They have no problem doing that. They'll literally, like, they'll, they'll request the same show they've seen 100 fucking times, right? The same movie. And they'll want to watch it again. So that works out very well because it's not just two hours. Like, you got a full day <laughs> if you want to when you buy something like that. Oh, my gosh. My nephews love Minions. Despicable Me or the Minion movie, you put on, they just stare at it. One turned two yesterday. The other one hasn't even turned one yet. And will turn one in uh, next month, in January. Or I guess this month, now that it's getting released. And... Like, I mean, they can't comprehend anything. You put anything on, they're like, eh, whatever. But you put minions, the the older one just laughs his ass off when the minion do, the, deals with the sound effects. It's so oh. weird. 
It's so weird. But it's only minions. Only minions. So, I mean, I guess the animation got it right. Maybe DreamWorks just found, hey, bright colors and silly movements works. I mean, it seems to work for kids. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> well, should we take a drink? I don't want to. I, yeah, I'm going let's to. Take a drink. Let's do it. Oh, my God. I poured it, so I was ready for it. I poured a full one, too. Are you supposed to do half shots or are you supposed to do full shots of this? You're supposed to do full shots. Okay, I am. I'm doing full shots. I just... I mean, no one's going to hold you to it. Uh, I know. I am, though, because I take this podcast very seriously. Mm. So, all right. Let's do this. Bottoms up. We'll go to your number four. Self-improvements. My number four is kind of that. Oh, so you want to do a double shot? Absolutely not. Mine's more specific than that, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So, self-improvements. Uh, this has been a year where I've known yuck. quite a bit of people. Ugh, have not done... yuck at you. Sorry. Ugh. Ugh. The aftertaste is so bad. <laughs> oh, Lord. Ah! oh, my gosh. It's so weird. Like, it really has grown on me throughout my tenure of, like, oh. drinking it. And it's it's oh. it's not bad. But that's also why it's, like, considered an acquired taste. I'm going to be fucking wasted and throwing up. By the... I don't even know if I'm going to be throwing up because I'm drunk. Or if I'm going to be throwing up because it's so... I uh, Sorry, Por go ahead. This no is going to be dos. a bad episode for me. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, so self-improvements has been kind of like a big thing a lot of people have tried for. Whether it's working out more, learning how to cook has been a big one. I know a lot of people have spent a lot of time improving their like do-it-yourself skills, working on their own place. There's been a lot of time for people to work on themselves and the things around them where you're like oh hey i don't have enough time for that if you were commuting an hour each way you have an extra two hours in your day so a lot of people have been spending a lot of times on bettering themselves and so it's been a great year for people to do that and you know what not everyone managed to you know things change but for those who are able to get done that's great I like that. I, I failed with that <laughs> in 2020. I kind of took the different approach, just like, you know what? Uh, fuck it. Let's just survive. Let's just get through here, right? Let's not worry about uh, making myself better. Let's just worry about getting through this terrible year. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to learn uh, how to play the guitar, but I had a co-host who was going to show me how to restring my guitar, and he never did. And- I never learned. I'm so sorry about that. You know what's funny is, uh, you know, at this point, by the time this episode airs, people have already made their New Year's re- New Year's resolutions. So I don't feel like, um, you know, that I'm spoiling anything because I would have made mine. But my New Year's resolution, one of them, um, is I have some specific songs that I want to learn how to play on the guitar. Um, some very challenging songs because uh, I've been playing guitar for years, but songs that through I'm not the fire able. and the flames. No, <laughs> not that hard. Um, more like you know, um, party in the USA. You know, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, um, a brown-eyed girl. Brown-eyed girl. Uh, so learning how to play the guitar is kind of uh, something I want to do this year as well. But no, I think that's that's cool, man. I think that's cool. I will help you change your strings. I promise. Thank you. So you can do that. Also, for those who didn't get my joke. Uh, Brown-eyed girl is like 
one of the quintessential beginner songs. Yeah, like, no, it's so easy. It's three <laughs> chords that you need to know. Three or two. Two. And it's like Every Rose Has Its Thorns by Poison. That's literally two chords. Yeah, um, there's, there's another one. There's a handful one, yeah. of songs, Smoke on the Water. You know, when you think of, mm. like, songs that everybody could play, there's a handful of them. Yeah, Brown Eyed Girl, I just remember whenever I was, like, learning, they were like, this is the song you start with. And I'm like, okay, well, I got that down. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, I don't even play the guitar. I've never picked one up before, and I can do that, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's move on to your number four, and if it's too similar, we're going to have to do a, a double shot. Um, it's not that similar. Um, this year I completed, uh, a financial services professional designation, um, chartered financial consultant through the American college of financial services. And I hope I'm not, um, breaking any of the usage guidelines by saying that out loud on my podcast. It's one of those credentials that, um, you know, you can put like, uh, on a business card at the end of your name, mm-hmm. CHFC. Uh, this is something that I've been studying for and taking tests for years. Um, there were nine classes, I think. Um, oh, wow. You know, high level, um, think like graduate level college classes, um, ranging from information about investments and insurance, um, retirement. So basically, this is ideally to make you like a well-rounded financial planner. Right. Think yeah. of somebody like at a uh, like an Edward Jones type of company, you know, that you would go to to help with your personal investments um, or, your, you know, your retirement planning or whatever. So um, I received my credential this year um, and I've been working on it for a few years. So I'm very, very excited to finally have completed my coursework. Normally, when I would take the tests, I would take them in person, either at a test center um, or, you know, they had some. Um, study hall type of class where like they would cover all the information for your test, like in a three day window and you would take the test at the end. They called them intensive reviews and they, those were very difficult, but this one, because of everything going on this year, that my last test that I just took a couple months ago, um, I had a proctor watching me over webcam while I took the test. So when I first fired it up, you know, they have you turn on your webcam. You basically have to walk around the room so they can see, make sure you don't have like, you know, a whiteboard um, or any notes hanging up on your monitor. Make sure you don't have anything that you're cheating with. Um, You know, they check your whole body. They check your, your license, make sure that you're not cheating. And they watch you the whole time, but they don't talk at all. They can hear you. They can see you, but they just type to you, which was so uncomfortable because when you first fire it up, it's like someone will be with you in the next 15 minutes and then your camera turns on. So it's like, oh, they could be watching me right now, but I'm not even allowed to leave my desk. But I did when I finally got through it, like a two hour exam and I passed and all it says on the screen is result passed. That was enough for me. Like I like got up like, oh, like I just closed out of it and like walked downstairs. You know what I mean? And like, oh, it was such a good feeling, such a good feeling. So that kind of fits with yours, right? Like it's kind of about bettering myself, um, but it's very specific. So uh, I think it's its own thing. I was expecting you to say, oh, improving oneself. That's a little different, Greg. Like you're right. just wiggling no, your way out. I, this was this was a specific way, right, that I improved myself. I improved my professional 
um, certifications. Like my resume is improved now as a result of this. It's a credential, right, that I could use in a job interview, for example. Um, but it, it's a little more specific. That's true. That is. I agree. But you, you barely got on by. But luckily we get it. Do another drink as we move on to my number three because I, I don't oh. have anything to add with that. Oh, like, that sucks. I was you, too specific. I was too specific. I, what do you want me to say? It. Like, I know. I, I learned my own stuff. Uh, I have a <sighs> bunch of business cards from my old job. I can put BDL after my my name on my card. Oh, your There's Twitter. Nothing, <laughs> yeah. There's nothing nothing to add with that. That was uh, that was on you. So luckily we get to take another drink. Whew. I gotta tell you, Greg. I'm not kidding when I tell you. I'm drunk. This shit's fucking me up. Yeah, dude. And I think it's because I have to drink my beer so fast just to get the taste out of my mouth. Oh, I love this taste, dude. Like I said, <sighs> like, like it originally started as like, oh, hey, you know, it's it's something you do when you, you first go to Chicago. But now I've done it so many times with people and it's just, it's such a cheap and great way to get drunk. It is cheap. I will say that. But I don't... This I've never been so drunk in only thirty minutes. Like I'm not wasted <laughs> off my ass, but I've never. Well, been I've so been this drunk, drunk in thirty minutes. <sighs> I could if I wanted to, but in, oh in college there was a few times where you'd like, yeah, like um, original four locos and things like that. Oh, that used to fuck because that's what you had for your dorm room, right? Like something you could just get like a like two of them, you know, and get fucked up. <sighs> All right. All right. I'm gonna take this drink. Oh, I don't even have to take a drink yet, do I? No, I do. We're moving yeah. on to your number three. I already did mine. Excuse me. I'm going to do mine right now. Here we go. Tell us your number three, Greg. We learned to appreciate what we had. 2020 really made us grateful for the times we could even just go on vacation, the time we could hang out with our family members, for just going out in public without worrying about breathing and causing death we can go to restaurants or we could go to restaurants back then that was something we we just took for granted just being able to walk down the street and that's something that no matter how you look at it from a lockdown wise there's a lot of people in the world who never had that who they never could just go to the restaurant down the street or they just they couldn't see their families, things like that. I mean, it really makes you appreciative for what we did have. Where when it's all back to normal, I think a lot of people are going to be super disgraceful. I miss hanging out with friends. Yeah. Like yeah. even just having a friend visit and sitting six feet away, it feels so amazing. And I used to be able to go out with. 10 friends to a bar and we just hang out around one table. It's amazing what we miss, but it also lets you see, Hey, appreciate even those small things. Cause we don't always get them. Yeah. And this is something we can bring up where we're going to be like, Hey, yeah. Remember 2020? Like people will talk about this the rest of their lives. This will be a time where like, Oh my gosh, I remember in 2020, I, like, I was never able to go out, and that was the worst. I mean, I, I would like to point out that, like, 2020, like, I turned 30. And the same month I turned 30, I was in quarantine. I've still been in quarantine. And I just got to say, 
that shows that throughout your 30s, you will always be in quarantine. <laughs> you can say that definitively. Right. Like, like, oh, yeah, the 30s were the worst. Yeah, no shit, because you're constantly in quarantine. Duh. That's, that's a no-brainer. Because <laughs> every time you turn 30, a worldwide virus yeah. <laughs> happens. Right. This is going to happen, and then the, the year I turn 40, it's going to be like, oh, there's a super cure. Everyone stays young forever. God, the 40s are so much better than my 30s. Are great. <laughs> Don't know what these people are bitching about. <laughs> I totally relate this with this one though, Greg, because I have said multiple times, um, even though for the last few years I've kind of been a homebody, I kind of been, you know, I want to stay in, um, I want to watch TV shows, you know, this and that. What I didn't realize was just having the option to go out and do those things um, was very important to me. So I really do feel like what this gave me was um, a new outlook on, I got to take advantage of my time and I got to take advantage of, I don't know, my youth, I guess. Um, now mm-hmm. I want to do more things when it's safe to do so. I want to go out more often. I want to vacation more often. I want to travel more often. All the things that it's unsafe to do now. Um, I want to do those things, even though I could I have been lash doing the mode and pull it down and, and put it in my pocket and then sell it on the black market for right. a bunch of money. <laughs> I don't know why. It's part by Jimmy Stewart and part Sean Connery. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a reference to a, a really bad holiday movie. Which holiday movie? The one where he kills himself or wants to. Oh, yes. How the it's Grinch a wonderful life. Christmas. I want, I want to make, remake It's a Wonderful Life, but for millennials. Where he's like, I wish I was never born. And the angel just shows up and is like, yeah, same, bro. <laughs> you know what's funny is I've had now, since we released our Christmas movies or holiday films episode a few weeks ago, um, I've now had at least five people reach out to me and say, I can't believe It's a Wonderful Life didn't show up on either of your lists. Oh, I've gotten a lot of death threats that I didn't have jingle all the way. No, you have not. Come on. That's that's it's true. There is there was many death threats from around the world. Your death threats have started well before that episode. And but I it, it definitely them. jumped up. Well, they knew <laughs> they like I got preemptive death threats saying if you have a Christmas episode about movies, you better have jingle all the way or I'll kill you. And that started in, like, 2004. And Greg's like, the fuck you talking about? I'll never have a podcast, right? <laughs> the doctors have had to bring me back to life four times. So not only these threats, they follow the fuck through. <laughs> oh, you have some stalkers. I like that. You yeah. need them. You need them. I, I uh, do. Yeah. I You know, I always re- redirect them to your home when they're outside of my house. Saying, oh, we love you, whatever. I'm like, let me give you a different address. And then I read your address out loud, which I won't say here. Um, even though I may do the editing so I could leave it in. I'm not going to say it out loud here. but Nice. Nice. Ugh. We're in our top three, which means we have to take a drink between each one, which means I'm going to have to take a drink here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> we don't have to do between each one for a top three, but it's better to Greg, be consistent. I don't, I don't cheat, man. This is what, our, 30, our 38th episode, I think? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. We, 
yeah, we, <laughs> it's amazing. I can't believe we've been doing this every week for like 38 weeks. I'm excited for our 53rd episode because that'll be a full year because our first episode was off mm-hmm. by quite a bit. Yeah. So True. I would love for us to actually get to our 53rd episode. yeah, I think our first episode was released, what, in the middle of April, maybe, or March? Yeah. Um, April, I think. So when we hit that one year mark, um, that's going to be a big deal. But it doesn't it doesn't feel like we've done this for 37 or 38 weeks straight every single week. It has flown by. It has flown by. Yes, it really has. <sighs> and it's All been right. a great one. Let's, let's take this drink. We're going to move to my number three. All right, you took mine. Jeez. Mm. I was stalling on purpose. Ugh. My number three, I started this because of the pandemic, but I will continue this. And I've said this before on the podcast, curbside pickup from grocery stores. And Greg, I know this one's not on your list. You don't even drive and you don't have to live it in the city, but curbside pickup, I started doing as a way to avoid going into the store, not just for me, but also for the well-being of the people that work in the grocery store. Because grocery stores have been open the entire time, right? That's yeah. been an essential business. Um, but I'm also thinking if if I don't need to go into the grocery store, um, I'm not going to do that. So I'm not going to be another person, right, to expose these workers potentially um, if I don't need to be. So <laughs> curbside pickup is amazing. You can load up an app or a website and just – you know, for two, three days while you're deciding what you want, you can load up all your food, um, all your groceries. Uh, that's the same thing. All your booze, whatever you want. Um, and then they just drop it off in the trunk of your car and you kind of just wave and say goodbye. Thanks. And you don't even have to go into the grocery store. There's a lot of pressure when you go into the grocery store. I like to get into the store and get out as fast as I can. I like to just whip through the aisles, but even doing that, I feel like I buy a lot of shit I don't need. Oh my gosh. Tell me about it. So my jewel, by being in one of the largest cities in the country, I get some really good things. Like we have a sushi bar. Like we actually have a sushi chef that cranks out fresh sushi every day. Amazing. And it's like by the food, like by the hot food area and stuff like that. But like right in the front, they have like fresh squeezed juice. Just you can get like deals on, oh, this is two types of meat and a cheese and a combo pack. There was, it was like six eclairs for five bucks and i'm a big chocolate eclair guy oh i don't even like chocolate and right now my mouth is watering oh my god it, oh it was so good i went in the other time like another time and i'm like i need to stop because they're like super sugary it's a dessert but you almost eat like i eat it like a breakfast thing like a like a donut type of thing and i was like oh my gosh i gotta stay away from it but it's so good and there's so much that's impulse buying and so it's super nice being able to do curbside i do not do curbside pickup I will do it a lot more now that I actually have more money to spend. I can do the same thing and have it delivered to my door. And I can get it within yeah. an hour time frame. So Amazon, it's I think it's ten bucks for a two hour window. Five ten bucks for an hour window, five bucks for a two hour window. 
I think there's even a way to make it free, but it's like really shitty. But I can get it like now. I can be like, hey, I want this right fucking now. I do live within walking distance of a grocery store, so it's super convenient to do that. But sometimes I'm like, I don't want to go outside. Especially like when it's cold, where it's like, right. It's yeah. cold. It's not shitty weather. It's not like raining and icy where I'm like, oh, I want to make some motherfucker drive in this. It's just they can stay in a warm car and give it to me when I'd have to walk 10 minutes each way, which well, isn't that long a of a walk. the difference between living in Chicago and living like here in Bloomington, you know, is like I can I don't have to walk anywhere. I can go out and start my car and let it run for 10 minutes. You know what I mean? While yeah. I come inside in my heat. And then when I go grocery shopping, if I were even to go into the store, my car is going to be nice and warm. You know, yeah. like you literally have to walk in the cold there and back, which I wouldn't have to do. To be fair, you say I have to walk. You also can't walk. So that's a big thing, too. Yeah, true. Is it super I, convenient yeah. to just walk 10 minutes down to a place or... I mean, I can probably walk to the nearest bar before you even get to your car. <laughs> like, maybe not get to your car, but before you get True, the, though. like I mean, drive your. And so I have a bar nearby, and I have a gas station, you know, nearby, and I can walk to them, you know, within ten minutes. But the grocery store, you're right. I would be walking for you know forty five minutes. But to even to, to the drive there, store. it's probably comparable to my walking. It's just I'm exactly. more uncomfortable. Right. But at mine, it's free. I don't have to worry about weather conditions for the most part. Uh, like, I mean, yeah, it makes me uncomfortable. But it's like, oh, I'm not sliding in the, the street and, you know, cars are crashing or anything like that. I have full control over, over what I do. And I also have one of the best burger joints in Chicago on my corner. Like oh, it's consistently, McDonald's. yes, it's consistently rated in the top three. In fact, it's this? so good. What is the Mott Street? Going? Mott Street. So Mm-mm. it's a Asian know. fusion place, and the chef decided to take the chef decided to take a crack at burgers, and the burgers became so popular they had to limit them to only certain hours and seating areas. And in fact, it got even so popular. That they opened a second location that only sells their burgers. So they had Mott Street and now they have Mini Mott. But the original Mott Street's on the edge of my... Uh, yeah, you told me about this before yeah. now that you say that. yeah, It's a great... I call it a date place, but it's not necessarily dates. Like It's also a great one just to go with like friends. It's a very, it's a very good shareable place. It's a great place to go and share food with someone. Because it's not really... Let me buy a plate. You don't buy plates. You buy like, oh, I want this order, this order, this order, this order. And then you all sample a bunch of different things like family style type of stuff. Oh, that's kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. And the food's really, really good. But their burger is stupid. They don't even have fries. That's the interesting part. Maybe their oh. mini one does. Uh-huh. But like I said, it's a, it's an Asian fusion place. Okay, so they, good point. That's not typically a burger. <laughs> you know, yeah, when you, yeah. But they decided to like make this, and oh, they have miso butter on it. But one of the best parts about it is they put crispy sweet potato straws on it. But if you order it for pickup, they put the sweet potato straws 
in a separate bag. So that way you put them on yourself so they stay crunchy. So that way you don't have like a, everything sogged oh, down. so nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I live within walking distance. So like I can – I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'll, I'll go there and I'd rather wait. Like if it takes 10 minutes to make, I'll walk out and get there a little early just so I get it like – they're like, hey, this is ready. Walk to my place and then I'm ready to eat. And I get it like it's fresh. It's very little time difference between if I sat down and ordered it there. But oh, it's so good, so good. Uh, but this, yeah, I well, we gotta try that place when I when it's safe for me to come visit you, and I can. I'd like to go to this place, especially being in walking distance. All we um, need is one of us to get vaccinated. I know, and that that'll be very soon. Um, yeah. But because I can't just walk up to some of these places to go, curbside pickup is one that I will continue to do. Um, even after this, well, not only is it convenient for me, but I imagine it's convenient for the grocery store as well. You know what I mean? Like being able to pick it at their convenience and getting that, um, the order brought out there. So I don't know if I'll ever go into a grocery store ever again in my entire life. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's gotta be so much faster for those people than it is for us. If you're working a grocery store, you know your way around that grocery store. I mean, I worked at Jewel for a hot minute, and I can tell you that, like, someone came up, hey, I'm looking for this. I owe 13. They know exactly where to go. I've been to mine a million times, but every now and then, I'm like, fuck, what the fuck? I wanted molasses because I was making a sauerkraut rye bread. I love sauerkraut rye, and the only place I know that makes it really well is Weber. Bakery, luckily... For Christmas, my mom got me a loaf of it. Aw, uh, so nice. Yeah. And then I also got some Dairy Prosky. I know, I'm very Polish and Midwestern. What is that? Dairy Prosky? Sorry. Daisy Prosky. Daisy's oh, the brand. I still, don't, um, I still don't know where it is. Yeah. Prosky is like a garlic salami type of thing. It's just, it's my favorite lunch meat of all time. It's so fucking amazing. So you and just you, make sandwiches with it, right? Like you yeah, would, and oh, then okay. and then you put on sauerkraut rye and just mm, it's so good, so good. Um, but yeah, so I I, I got that. And it, it's amazing, but I wanted to make it myself because it it's it's a journey to get out there. I think it's in Berwyn. No. It's somewhere out in Cook County near where I grew up. So Chicago's in Cook County, but I, I grew up in Lyons. And uh, we used to go to this bakery all the time. So I wanted to make this, this sauerkraut rye. And it needed molasses for it for one of the recipes I found online. And I looked fucking everywhere. I looked online and it said it had a, the jewel. And it said, check your health food or near the syrups. It also said to check near the baking goods, and it was near none of those places. Because I, I Googled, <laughs> where would I find molasses in a store? And it wasn't until I went and talked to someone. They are like, oh, yeah, it was on end cap. And I'm like, fuck end caps, man. Because how could you know that? Like, you're going to go to, like, the sugar aisle, right? Or yeah. the honey area, like the baking section. You're not going to check random-ass end caps. That's the bullshit is end caps need to fuck right off. All right. I yeah. get it if it's something where it's like, <laughs> 
super popular. But the, well, yeah, like, because that's what it's supposed to be for, like the big thing, right? Where you like walk by and it catches your attention. You're gonna impulse buy it. Also, it's so big that you have enough where you're like, oh yeah, if I wanted Oreos, I could. If I stumble across the end kit, I can get it there because I all of a sudden want Oreos. Or you're still going to have it in the fucking cookie aisle because you know people are going to go there. But having a specific product that's only there, they only right. had one type of molasses. <laughs> and it was strictly in that fucking area on that one end cap. And I'm like, fuck you. But, like, I mean, if it was, like, Coca-Cola, I know you're going to have it in the soda aisle, too. Right. Of course. Like, right. We're, like, we're like, I can go I'll get the pop. Like, that's where to go. Yeah. If I want to get one, I'll get a cold one out of the cooler, you know, like, at the, mm-hmm, at the register. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, so great tangent. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's my, b- that's my favorite part about this podcast is how you know it can be somewhat related, <laughs> but also super far off a little bit from what we're. I I get that though, and I think that how people shop, regardless of how you shop, it will have changed. Hundred percent. All right, well, I suppose we should take a drink and hear Greg, your number two. Ooh, okay. Okay. So my number two, I'm sorry to our international listeners, only applies to the U.S. Uh, But I guess with how influential the U.S. is, it does have worldwide ramifications. But democracy won. Not just in the voting. Like, I'm not trying to say, oh, yeah, but Biden winning, democracy won. Uh, no, Trump tried to take a full-on coup. There were several times where he tried to circumnavigate what we actually have in place to have checks and balances. And he tried to leverage the fact that he appointed certain people to certain positions as well as leveraging the fact that people were part of his political party to undermine our democracy. For example, the Republicans currently have the majority in the Supreme Court. And when he kept on putting these unfounded claims of voter fraud, the Supreme Court told him to stop. When Texas tried to sue Pennsylvania... I think it was, over their election process, that got shut down as well. Because, I mean, I know a lot of people who vote on both sides, and they they were very grateful of of that because, you know, to be fair, the moment that you have Texas trying to big dick around and, and throw their influence around, you know California has way more influence than any other state and would come in and would be able to influence the election however they wanted to. And the fact that several times his own party shut him down, uh, a Georgia governor refused to step in and halt, I think it was the counting process, he was supposed to halt something, uh, but he refused to. The, The Republican Party stepped up and helped stop him from undermining everything that kind of makes... America democracy and we won a lot of big ones where it if people strictly 
voted on party lines with their own party, Trump could easily have just said, fuck it, the elections don't matter, and that's when we get into real dangerous territory. But they all stepped up and they all said, nope, no evidence, you can't do that, and democracy won. Oh, this is a big one, and you throw this late <laughs> into the mix. Um, yeah. I... I got two thoughts. Um, one, let me directly comment on your democracy one. And I have another example and it's on the other side of the fence. Never once have I ever, um, I, I, I am not ashamed to admit, um, I'm a Democrat, um, in the sense that I'm very liberal in my thoughts and my politics and my opinions. Um, and here in Illinois, um, JB Pritzker is our governor. Um, and he took some uh, he made some specific decisions with some some Illinois executive orders to close some businesses down um, as a result of everything going on the coronavirus. And, and for many, it was a very unpopular opinion. Um, and I uh, even said earlier in the episode, and I do feel this way, I feel for the small businesses that had to close. I feel for the people mm -hmm. that lost their jobs. Greg, you're one of those people that lost their jobs as a result of this. Oh, so you, fuck, you can I did? Personally, <laughs> you can personally relate to this, but um, I know others who were laid off or lost their jobs. I know businesses that have closed. But um, here is, is one other example of how I think the system worked well. Um, Darren Bailey, who is uh, um, a Republican... Um, House of Representatives, representative in Illinois, in, from Southern Illinois, Carbondale, or maybe even further south, sued J.B. Pritzker because he thought that the actions he had taken were outside um, of what he was legally allowed mm -hmm. to do, that he had overstepped his legal boundaries as governor um, and made certain decisions and executive orders that he should not have. And... Um, even in a court in a region that was not sided with him, um, they voted in favor of the state constitution. Now, whether I agreed or disagreed with the, you know, the premise behind it, I was very happy to see that the system prospered right throughout all of this. Um, and I think that that's the opposite side of what you're talking about. But I guess it's another way for me to say that I agree with you. I really appreciate living in a country when the system works as intended. Yeah, I can get behind that. Even if I don't agree with the decision necessarily, right? I like that uh, it went through um, the proper channels <laughs> and that it went because there needs to be a balance in power. I mean, it really has to be, you can't have one person and we've seen that and you hear the stories even of, um, our current sitting president, um, of, are there questions about, is that person trying to, um, retain their power after their elected term? Like you were saying, yeah. Right? Um, there has to be this balance and there has to be this system. Um, and whether I like individual decisions or not, I feel very comforted, comforted um, when the system prospers and things yeah. happen the way they're supposed to happen. Yes, exactly that. Because the moment that one of those presidents are set, especially considering the fact that a lot of our court cases are settled on precedents, 
uh, it's a little, it's a little scary. And so it's it's nice that that president got set. Right. Well, and and, and the other side of that is. Um, <laughs> In general, I'm not a big fan of the two-party system for the exact reason that you were describing, um, that you have people in position of power, senators, um, members of the House of Representatives, who will vote um, to be aligned with their party, whether or not they agree, right, with what's being said. Um, and that, to me, is so frustrating. And now you see at the end of President Trump's term, um, and it's clear, even if he doesn't think so, <laughs> it's clear he's not going to be reelected, right? Um, at the end of his term here, you, you're starting to see um, re other Republicans who are now speaking out against him and his policy. Yeah. Um, and th this is nothing against them as individuals, but it's very frustrating to me from a political standpoint where you will align with your party even if you disagree with the statement that's being made. And that happens always on both sides of the fence, right? Republican or Democrat. Um, and I, I don't like that. And we saw that a lot here where people that are now speaking out against President Trump saying, oh, I didn't like this or this and that. Now that is clear, he's not going to be reelected. Well, where were you four years ago, right? When you voted for a specific bill or you voted for a specific agenda because you wanted to side with your party. So that was the other point I wanted to make is I, I fucking hate the two party system and we got a long way. To Everyone get past does. That. Yeah. I know, but how, how you get past that, you know, um, when we talk about America, some will say the greatest country in the world, you know, from a, from a social and political standpoint, well, we got a lot of way to go here <laughs> with that system where people would rather rather blindly follow somebody with a label that they associate with than look for, um, you know, some, some moral ground that they actually stand with. So that was maybe deeper than you were expecting to go for this. Um, but I am happy to see that the system was able to prosper because I think that's what makes our country so great that on paper, we have such a great system that when it's able to, be the way it is when when our elected officials are truly um, representation of the people and they truly um, represent the popular vote and the opinions and the needs um, and the requests of the people. And those are the people who are leading and those are the people in charge, which I think is what's happening as we move into this next year. Um, I think that's a win. And I think that that's how it should be. Um, but I think we still got a lot of work to do either way. Yeah. And I agree. I think the biggest work that we have to do is uh, take a drink to move on to your number two. Oh, my God. I know. You get me all fired up about politics, and now you're going to get me fucked up on this terrible malort. Fantastic malort. No, terrible malort no, no, is an oxymoron. No, no. Oh, here we go. Just on the tip of the tongue. Mm. I forgot to do it right. Ah! You're going to have to remind me again on the next one. Sorry, you were a little too late. You you tried, but I fucked up. Okay, my number two. Um, working from home for most of the year has been a huge surprise blessing for me. Um, and Greg, I hope this isn't like a stab to you because I know that you lost your job early in the pandemic. It is. It's definitely a stab. Um, you, you yeah, well, actually, I me. did this because fuck you. That's it. Let's move on. 
No, I'm actually already in another boat that it... I am in one of the most remote heavy fields. At least big fields. Because, I mean, obviously you have people who are like, oh, yeah, I, I have to work remote or something like that. Where it's like, yeah, but you, your job is literally to check bacteria under your own couch. I don't know. There's like specific jobs that <laughs> that's a job I don't want <laughs> are, are yeah, that can be easily remote. But the big one that people think of is just computers like development. Like, yeah, I've always had the option to work from home. There was never a question. They a lot of times didn't want it to be full time. They're like, hey, come in. But when things went remote in both my past two jobs, I only had two out of college. One time was moving offices. The other time was at the start of the pandemic before I lost my job. There was nothing. There was no transition or anything. They're like, hey, just go home and just work from home indefinitely. All right, cool. There was no ifs or what do we do or things like that. It was just, all right, we got it. And that's really nice. Well, and so I work um, for a large, um, probably the largest, one of the largest insurance companies in the United States. Um, as a business analyst and specifically in my role, um, I'm responsible, um, for procurement services data. Um, I am, uh, my, my title, my mm. formal title is business analyst, but I work a lot, uh, more like a data analyst. And I also support software design. So not specifically development of software, but working with software developers to design and build software based on business need. Um, and let me tell you that for a big company, it was kind of a rough transition when we first started working from home because this company specifically is very um, proximity focused, right? Like your relationships are based on being in the same room with people, that your meetings are on the same floor. You all come together. So it was kind of a, a difficult transition early on. Um, also, when I came home, I brought my laptop home, just my laptop. I have dual monitors at work. I have a comfortable chair. I have a keyboard and mouse. So when I first came home and I had just my laptop going from having dual monitors, you know, uh, to just having a 14 inch computer screen, that was a hard fucking change, you know? Um, mm. and since then, you know, I bought a desk, a chair, cause it's been nine months, 10 months now. Um, so I bought a desk and a chair and an ultra wide monitor, keyboard, mouse, all that good stuff. Um, but I'm in a position now that I'm well adjusted that, uh, all my coworkers and our partners from other business areas are well adjusted that I feel confident and I would love to do this full time. Like I would be happy to work from home for the rest of my career. If I could get away with it, I didn't really like it at first. It took some adjustment, but um, I feel like it is one of my new favorite benefits about my job. And I look forward to seeing what kind of flexibility my company offers um, in the coming year, in the coming year. But I love, love working from home. I like having an office. I like the convenience in the of office, it, and I mean, love like at people. your work location. You like to have an office, yes. Oh, okay. I I mean, don't have an office office like we're like, come in, Steve. 
No, I like having a desk where I can sit down and I can do work. I have coworkers. I like to go out. Granted, there is a difference between where you live and where I live. Well, and I like I I like the part, the social part about being in the office, right? Yeah, let's go grab a cup of coffee. I have I have a Starbucks in my office building. I'm talking a little bit different. Yeah, I let's know we are. let's go grab lunch. There's five million places in the loop that I can't get anywhere else. I can get food delivered there that I can't get as far north, like where I live now. I can't get it, but they. Almost all places delivered to the loop. It's kind of the central point of Chicago. And then on top of that, I also love the happy hours. There's nothing to beat a happy hour, but the fact that everyone's like commuting. So everyone's like, yeah, let's go happy hour. You know, if it goes until six, people have to leave. No problem. Goes until 11 where people can barely fucking walk. No fucking problem. But it's a great thing. It's a great bonding time. And I love going into the office, hanging out with coworkers, joking around, shooting the shit. It it means so much to me. So I do like going in and actually having I agree. coworkers yeah. as friends. Yeah. One of the first group of people I told, actually, you were one of the first, um, pretty much outside my brother-in-law and my nephew, who's not even one. I tried to tell my sister, but when I called their... Amazon Echo, they didn't, uh, she wasn't there. Aww. <laughs> uh, but I was like, oh, you know, I told my brother-in-law, so he was able to relay it to my sister, and then, you know, my, my nephew was just smiling. He loves looking at me. A lot of people do, but, oh my gosh. I my can't agree with your nephew on that one. I'm sorry. Uh, I, oh my, ugh. I'm just going to share an adorable thing, and I know a lot of people hate it when you share your own nephew stories, but uh, when I walked in to see my nephew, it had been so long, my older one. He runs away from me, like laughing, and I like chase him, grab him, pick him up, and then he just hugged me for like two minutes straight, just Aww. head on each other. It was so adorable. But yeah, um, so then I, I told you, and then uh, I told my old coworkers, not from my previous job. Uh, one of them texted me today, congratulating me on getting a new job, but. Uh, I worked with some people for six years and I still regularly am in contact with them. We do have conversations and, uh, those relationships are hard to come by in your thirties. So it's uh nice to have an office. He says at 30 years old, he says in your thirties, I do that because there was a tweet about it that was joking that <laughs> Jesus's realist miracle was having 12 close friends in his 30s. But I'm also like, I don't think that's in your 30s. Jesus died at 33. He was barely into his 30s. I could have killed him younger than that. Oh, uh, Greg, nah. <laughs> oh, I mean, he just needs some nails. Um, <sighs> but like, to be honest, it's not that hard. To have that many friends in your thirties, it's just if you have kids. I guarantee you, the person it does who change that has kids. though. I mean, it does change. And as I got, so I'm 28 now. I'll be 29 in February next month. Oh fuck! I know I'm getting there. But as as I look at the way the dynamic has changed, right? When I was 20 years old, I'm friends with anybody who's in the same class as me. You know what I mean? Like I go to English class. 
And the kid sitting next to me is a cool guy. Like, you know, he, he cracks a joke and I'm like, ah, man, we're, we're buds or the people that show up at my party, you know what I mean? At my house. or I go to their party. Like it's changed a lot. Cause now I'm 28 years old and the people I meet are like, we work together at work. They could be 30 years older than me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, that's my friend, <laughs> you know, like it changes. There's it changes nothing fast. There's nothing better at making friends than someone in college. I mean, I could just be like, dude, that's a funny fucking shirt. Oh, thanks, man. Hey, man, we're having a party later friends. tomorrow. We're having 100%. a party tomorrow. You want to jump in? Sure. Here's my number. I'll Wait stop by if line. I can. Fucking they don't? No big deal. Uh, they do? Nothing. Hey, man, what the fuck's up? Exactly. And your best fucking... You see this You see this boy, like, you're fucking both drunk after the bars at a subway. You know what I mean? Like, and you run in... You run into this guy two weeks later, and he's like, "Oh, this is my boy!" Like that's how college was. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, like, like now, it, it was those simple moments that don't happen. <laughs> like now, if I invited someone or someone invited me over to a party, like let's say I invited a random person over to the party, it would be expected. I mean, I always try to make sure I have extra. But it, it, they, they showed up. They'd bring nice beer, and they would bring for themselves. And you know, they'd bring maybe a. A small thing to say thanks for uh, inviting us. A little ad to the party. <laughs> In college, you show up, you're like, hey, man, what's up? Oh, yo, no problem. So it's $5 a cup. Uh, keg's over there. And then we also have it's a so tub different. that used to store old super soakers. But right. we replaced super soakers <laughs> with vodka and Kool-Aid powder. So fucking different, man. In college, I used to... Not even that. You could just walk into any random apartment (laughs) or any. I can't tell you how many times I just saw people at a house. So I walked in. I've even walked into houses that I had been to before where nobody was outside. And those motherfuckers are just like sitting at their kitchen table. Like random people I've never met before. Like, what's up? You know, and they just say, what's up? I'm like, oh, man, I was here last weekend. And they're like, ah, oh, cool, man. We're not doing anything. You know, like, yeah. okay. Like, I just walked into a stranger's uh, That, that home. happened so many times. I, like, because I, I, there was a place I went to. We called it the Thursday house because that's where we went to on a Thursday. And one time we walked in. They're like, oh, yeah, no, we got busted last weekend. So we're not doing anything this week. And they don't even question you. I just walked into a stranger's home. And they're just like, ah, man, we're not having a party. See you later. It's like, I don't, you don't even know who I am. You know, (laughs) like, and it's fine. College is so different than real life. It is so different than real life. So one of my best friends, uh, Moose, you and I walked in on it one time. (laughs) I I don't even know how we knew to go there because I wasn't really good friends with him. It was just the purple house. You know what? I think we knew someone who was living there. Maybe we worked with them. Or, that's, or, that's why we went, because we knew somebody there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dave, I think we worked with. And we went in there, and, you know, he was – he's he's a, a man who makes the two hosts of big drunk lists look small. And he was just <laughs> downing freaking Jack Daniels. Like, he was drinking it like a beer. Like it was a fucking beer. Holding it in his hand like it was a beer. Yeah. Um, he's one of the most sweet, genuine guys. Like, I know he he's one of the three people I tagged in my post today about getting a job. Because he's been so, like, helpful to me and kind. And, like, he's just a great guy. He's, like I said, one of my best friends. And uh, 
we just walked in. We didn't need to know anyone. It was like, oh, you know, like someone. But it oh, wasn't yeah. even a question, right? Nobody. No one asked. Like, who the fuck are you? Right. And then if someone did ask, you're like, who do you know here? You're like, oh, you know, just my buddy told me this is a good place to hang out. Oh yeah, it is, man. Right. And you're like, yeah. Like no one's like. I mean, if you were at like a real it. douchey frat, maybe. But most places were like cool. I no miss problem. that. Like, I yeah. miss how open it was. Like, I feel like you, Greg, you and I have done this. We want to go out for the night. We got nothing planned. Which most of the time we have something planned. But if yeah. we didn't have anything going on, we'd just walk up and down a couple streets, right? Cherry Street in normal. Um, College Ave. There's a couple of spots you can kind of walk up. You know what I mean? And there'd be something going on. And you just walk up. And anybody you see is like, hey, come on in. Yeah. That doesn't happen when you're an adult. You can't walk into some stranger's house and just start drinking their beer and expect them to be okay with it. They're like, get the fuck out of here or I'm going to call the cops. Or even just going to the bars. Like, there were times where I'm like, I'm just going to go to the bars and I will bump into someone. I'm going to start hanging out with a group of people and just kind of jump around like, Hey, where are you at? Cool. I'm going to like bop around here for a little bit. Yeah, that's cool. No, like now it's just like, where are you? Okay, you're in Gold Coast. Where at in Gold Coast? Mm, not a big fan of the bar. Right, I'm going to stick around here. And if one of my other friends wants to join, otherwise I'm just going to stay home today. <laughs> The world is way different than it was. And that was just a few years ago. It's not even yeah. like that was that long ago. It was like four years ago, five years ago. The world was much different then. <laughs> oh, not even in a 2020 sense. Just it was for people our age. It's just, it's an age thing. Yeah. As, as a 28 year old, almost 29, I can't just walk in to some random college kid's house. You know what I mean? And like, just sit down like this up. You know, back then they're like, Hey, bro, want a beer? Like, nowadays, they're yeah. like, get the fuck out of my house. You know? Like, the fuck you doing here? I had a buddy who uh, served in the military and then moved to our floor. And he would come with us to these parties. And he was only 27. And he would go up. <laughs> and, uh, like, people were like, I think there's an undercover cop here. And we'd have to, like, vouch. Be like, no, he's on our floor. Like, yada, yada, yada. And, like, people would, like, actively, like, show up and, like, hey, is that an undercover cop? But, like, no, no, no. Like, explain the story. And they'd be like, like, the thing was, everyone was drunk. They're like, okay. Like, just took it. Like, if we were undercover cops, right. too, they'd be like, no problem. Like, that works exactly. out for us. You're, like, you're 19. You're like, anybody who looks like an adult is out to get me. You know? Yeah. And, like, if I'm, if I look kind of young, I'd be like, nah, bro, it's cool. You know? <laughs> also, the paranoia around undercover cops in college was hilarious. Yeah, no, when cops not, came over, they would slam yeah, on the door exactly. and, like, we just saw 38 kids just walking around. Never have I ever in my time, and I've gotten underage drinking tickets. Sorry, Mom. I've gotten underage drinking tickets, and I have never met an undercover cop pretending to be a college kid at a college yeah. party, ever. Because, like, it, it just wouldn't hold up. Like, it wouldn't make any sense for you to do it when you could just, like, the moment you're in, you're like, I'm a cop. Everyone show me your ID. Fuck. Like, that's what they like would do. One of those cheesy, those cheesy movies where, like, John Travolta's 35 years old playing a high school kid. Yeah. You know? Like, like, everybody knows you're not fucking 19 years old, bro. Like, yeah. you're... 
your receding hairline gave you away 10 years ago. <laughs> like, don't <laughs> pretend. <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't know people who were like bald by the time they were like 19 though. It was a sad. Uh, sad that sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you say? Let's uh, take a drink and uh, Greg, right? You're my most number one. coveted number one. So Greg, let's, uh, let's take a drink. Uh, I actually, I poured it. I was ready. Cause that one went on for a little while, but it was oh, yeah. good. I mean, it was good. So I'm glad I did, but let's, let's take this. I, I can't believe I drank front of the tongue, front of the tongue, front of the tongue. Okay, I will. Thank you. Before I do it, so what am I supposed to just stick my tongue in it and let it sit there no, for a while? No, just like let it sit at the tip of your tongue and then like kind of slam it past the back. Okay, of your tongue. I'm gonna try that. But I can't believe I've already had half a bottle of this, and I'm on my sixth beer. So uh, this might be our drunkest podcast of the year, and it's our first one of 2021. Okay, that method wasn't too bad. It's still It, it tastes a little sweeter and orangey. The, the problem is it has to hit the back of your tongue no matter what. But yeah, the front part of it, it tastes a lot better because that's where your sweet glands are. I don't yeah, know, the that, wasn't, that wasn't too bad. The front of the tongue part tasted okay. Um, and actually, that was the best. It, it still wasn't great. <laughs> but that was the best <laughs> one I've taken so far. Yeah. So what you All got, right. man? What's your number one? The meme. Mm. The memes have just been fire this year. I mean, I think we talked about this in a previous episode, didn't we? And not? you were the one who brought it up. Okay, yeah, I thought so. It was what did uh, I don't remember. I think it was like some of our best things about quarantine or something like that. Our favorite. Oh yeah, things. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but the memes have been fucking great. From just the regular run of the mill memes that just popped up this year that are just hilarious. There have been some great ones to cyberpunk failure memes. To the actual 2020, who had this on their apocalypse bingo card? Right. <laughs> or Godzilla's not supposed to invade until August, so just wait. And just things like that. It was, like, hilarious how great the memes were this year as people are stuck inside. And we got so many new TV shows that allowed for so many new templates. It's been a great year for the meme. The meme lords, the dankest of the meme lords. <laughs> the one, the big one right now for me. So uh, there's this video of two guys waiting in line at a convenience store, gas station of some sort. Um, and this, this black man's got a twisted T in his hand. And there's this trailer trash white guy who's throwing the N word around. Like he's so comfortable with it. Right. Oh, yeah. And this man's like, uh, you know, Hey, you don't, you don't talk like that. You don't do this. And he's like, what are you going to do, man? Start some shit. Fuck me. You know, whatever. And, and he fucking beams them in the face with a twisted T deservingly. This man deserved. Oh. Right. To Dude, be the fucking the asshole. Yeah, he deserved, deserved to be beamed in the face with his twisted teeth. And I have seen so many golden fucking memes <laughs> with with twisted T being like some you know major like super weapon. <laughs> you know, as a result of this. But there, is, the the memes have been gold this year. Gold this year. Yeah, it's it's been great, and I'm really happy that I'm that great that I can think of this as an option. Oh, fuck you, Greg. The other the other one that I love, and you even made a reference to this, is like, oh, when we're going to hit January 1st, 2021, 
2020 is just going to roll over right to another day <laughs> or another month. I have seen so many variations of that meme, like, you know, uh, December 32nd or like 1201, you know, or yeah. like, or, you know, it just starts over when midnight one hits. call of duty, you know, yeah. <laughs> or uh, when boss music starts to play on December 31st and things like that. <laughs> like everything so gets funny, worse and so worse. Good. And it's just, it's just great. Cause it, it's a self-aware community, and so it's so fucking hilarious. And you get, obviously, things like WAP coming in, just making great um, memes. Yes, from... Tiger King. Oh, oh, you're adding. I thought you meant I was like, Tiger King has nothing to do with WAP. No, but I'm like, adding additional, yeah. like with fucking but, Carol Baskin. There's been some great memes from oh, yeah. that, too. But, like, the WAP was great because it went in two directions. Like, people were just making fun of the over sexual nature of it to the <laughs> the ignorance of older people are like oh i told my pastor it meant worship and prayer <laughs> like, <laughs> and he said that he's got some wop this sunday and it's like it's just so oh great how God. ridiculous it is and it's been so spread out so across the board and whether it's just strictly media related where it has nothing to do with 2020 or Pandemic wise, it's just been fucking fire. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's gonna be a different world when people are no longer at home full time, right? The new normal <laughs> is what they call it. They call it new normal, and I've been hearing that phrase since like April, you know, or like May, and we're gonna have to readjust again. After, you know, after everybody gets the vaccine, after a herd immunity, after we're all back out in the regular world doing regular shit, like it's almost going to be another adjustment because it took us a while. I mean, it took me a while. I think it took you mm -hmm. a while too, Greg, like to get used to what the world is now. And it's been for nine months. Um, it's going to take a while to get used to what we've known for 30 years. To get back into that too, so I uh, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. We'll be here with you for Big Drunk List the whole time, so it's yeah. Fine. Well, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna continue on with this no matter what happens. But I think twenty twenty one is gonna be a better year. I think so too. And this had you know we didn't even start this as a result of the pandemic, but it, it ended up being a very nice way to keep our own sanity yeah. through it. Yeah. And I'm excited to see how it uh, evolves as I get a job and things like that happen. You know what? This makes us a trans a great transition. Can we take a drink and move into my number one? No, I'm good, thanks. All right, I'm gonna take one, even though I don't want to drink any more of this. I'm gonna I'm gonna try this. What is this called? Mallard. Ma oh, it must be named Mal after the duck. Malport. Mm -mm. Mm. That's just fucking good, man. No, it's not. Mm. Damn, that's fresh. Oh, thank God that was the last one. Oh! So mine... Ah, hold on. Ugh, okay. So my number one was your number five. This podcast. I'm surprised mm. it was so high up on your list. Um, I'm surprised it's so low. No, I highlight of my year. Big Drunk List has been the highlight of my year, hands down. I wanted to relate to everyone 
for 2020. That's why I only had one of them, uh, which I was get this. That. Yeah, I get but that. But as I put in my post today about getting a job, this has been one of the – this has been the highlight of my year. This has been my sanity point. This has been a great point of humor. It lets me focus my attention. It's just been a great way to deal with everything that's bad. But it's been it's been great hearing everyone's feedback. Yeah. And everyone who gives us just feedback, positive or negative, it feels amazing. And it, it was a great boost in a time of lows for me. And at the same time, it just felt good that people were listening to us. And I really hope that we brought some joy to you as well. And this is episode... 38 this one that's about to come out which means for the last 38 weeks you and i have had the opportunity to get together at least once normally two or three times a week yeah that's right? true get together and talk and discuss our episode ideas and discuss we never share our list with each other that's that's important that's how we keep the integrity of the show but we come up with ideas you know and we talk and um, wow, I can't believe, you know, so it's been since what, 2015 was when we stopped seeing each other as frequently as you did when you left school. Was that 2015, 14? When did you graduate? 2013? 2013. 2013. You graduated, you moved back to Chicago. We stopped seeing each other all the time because we worked together. Um, and then since then for years, we would see each other a couple times a year. Um, uh, maybe five, six times a year, you know, um, with other stuff going on. But this, we now get to talk three times a week. So this was great for me to reconnect with you, Greg. Um, it was also great for me to connect with an uh, audience of people, both people I already know that I haven't. Uh, some people I talk to a lot. Some people I haven't talked to for years. Um, but also... We have listeners in countries around the world. Countries States. I've never even heard of. Like countries I've never like Ir- Ireland or whatever. <laughs> it's connected Australia? to the to the Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's Austria. Right. <laughs> countries it's where the kangaroos are from. All over the world. All over the world. States all over the country. Um, you know, from clearly people we've never met before. Um, and just knowing that these people, that you people, our listeners, come back who are listening right now and enjoy listening to what we do when we just started, you know, at the beginning of this year. We really, I mean, I do. I really, really appreciate it. And it keeps me motivated to keep wanting to put out more content. And I get excited about it. Um, even having a full-time job, even having other responsibilities, I am always so excited to, to record the podcast, to do my research, to come up with great list items. I just, this is honestly my favorite part of my week when I do this. And it's been my favorite part of the year is producing this podcast. This has easily been the best part of my year as well. And I got to say, we're lucky that we've found another person that we can have these stupid talks with with the same humor and not everyone gets to do that we were very lucky with it and we're very appreciative of of all of our fans well most of our fans yeah fuck you dave 
But I guess on a more serious note, I was out of work for nine months. And I have been in a lucky enough place where I was able to use savings and obviously government assistance to continue on. And I have a very desirable field. Computer science is in no way. Oh. That's what I said, porn. Right. (laughs) Unfortunately, Pornhub started to lose and get rid of a lot of their amateur stuff. And so now I'm without work again. But um, so (laughs) I've been lucky. Like, I know a lot of people wouldn't say nine months out of work is like lucky. But during this time frame, I'm sure there's plenty of people who have lost their jobs who are still doing with it. Many, so I, I, I hope many I hope people. you're all yeah doing well. If not, reach out to us and we'll send you a card to cheer you up. Something stupid. <laughs> it's gonna be some bullshit card, but I'm happy to. I'll even buy you something on Amazon. Some bullshit, but I'll buy it. <laughs> yeah, if you if you send us your address and say you're having a hard time. We'll send you something. We it's had people be... reach out when we offered Christmas cards, and we did. We did. Those Christmas cards are so and great. We we oh, they're so good. <laughs> Hell, if you even still want a Christmas card, we'll send oh, you I one. I don't give a fuck. It's January by the time this episode is released to the public. Yeah. We will still give you a Christmas card, we're, right? We're gonna send you something dumb. Oh, uh, so but good. it's meant to cheer you up, and we hope we can cheer you up. 2020 was a rough year. 2021 is going to be so much better. 2021 is your year. It's not my year because, unfortunately, I am the world's unluckiest man. So I saved up all of my luck throughout the year so I could use it in one day. Uh, It hasn't been your day, your week, or even your year, Greg. But you know what? I'll be there for you when the rain starts to pour. I'll be there for you like I've been there before. I'll be there for you. Why does it cross the largest of friends simply not eat the other ones? <laughs> oh. um, there we were is... on a break. We were on a break. I'm Lur, the Plenty Overcrown for CIA. Uh, no, you, you got me up. Um, oh, damn it, dude. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> you were talking about uh, it's, it's not been my... Oh, yeah. So, the reason I say I'm the unluckiest man, I, I have a story to share about one of the, the luckiest days of my life. Maybe I shared in a previous episode. There's no way for me to know. I might have been drunk. I was drunk. I've never listened to our podcast because it's shit. So, I don't even know what we've <laughs> talked about before. Um, when I was a kid, I screwed off the cap of a kiwi strawberry snapple. That was my favorite. I loved kiwi strawberry. Um, and back in the day, it was it was pre-internet. So when you screwed off a cap, it told you immediately whether you won or you lost. None of this bullshit. You have to register online and enter your code. Fucking shit. It just told you and it said I won an RC car. Turned out when I called in. And our, our, by the way, RC cars were all the rage. Remote control cars, like, that was the shit. That was the cool, that was the sci-fi of, of my generation. What, you mean there's invisible, invisible ways that can control that and I can do whatever? Hell yeah. Well, the promotion had expired, and so had the Snapple. I went from winning a remote control car to 
getting basically food poisoning. That is what happened with me. Oh, that was a high to a low real quick. <laughs> but it's funny. If you look at it, like, looking back on it now, I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, that was like 25 years ago, man. Uh, 22, maybe. I think I might have been eight. Oh, I still remember I wrote this nasty letter and my mom's like, let me read it. She's like, you cannot say that, but like, fair enough. Because we called it and they're like, fuck no. So I wrote this letter saying like, fuck yourself. And it was like, eight. <laughs> mom was like, but even my mom was like, yeah, fair enough. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my luck. That was the best thing I've ever won. I won a, my best thing I ever won. Which I know this is even where you're going with this. But the best thing I ever won was uh, Franklin. You know that turtle? Yeah. Franklin. Uh, when I was in kindergarten, I won like a fucking Franklin hand puppet. Um, I'm pretty sure I still have that <laughs> hand puppet somewhere my mom's. But I won that shit in kindergarten. And I am still proud of that shit. Yeah, I don't win much. But the people around me, if you stick around with me, you win things. And then you invite me to them because you're not going to be an asshole. I had people who won uh, the first tickets. The Cubs. It was the first ever postseason series clincher win at the Cubs. It, like, obviously you didn't know that. It was just, hey, you won tickets. I think it was game six. And it turned out it wasn't the year they won the World Series, but like they beat the Cardinals at home. And every other time that is a postseason win at Wrigley, um, it either wasn't a series clincher or the. Yeah, no, that was the only time. Is if they clinched a series, it was away. They never did it at a win until then. And then. I had a friend who won himself tickets to SNL and invited me because we're oh, both yeah. big I SNL fans. Oh yeah, you did that. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's been a it's been a, a wild ride. But I don't win it myself, but the people around me win. So stick with me and you'll win, but you just got to invite me afterwards. Uh, uh I'm about it. All right, we're done. Let's take a final drink, a final Chicago handshake. Well, I mean, I'm going to do a few more today, but you're okay. No, you're not. I don't, if you do, I... You'll be joining me. Ooh, no, I won't. I have nothing but respect for you after this. Why don't you close us out for our first episode of 2021? It's been real... And it's not been fun. That's not how the saying goes. But no, it's but I agree. It's not been real or fun. <laughs> but at the same time, that's the point. We're not real. We're not fun. But we're a distraction. So thank you, everyone, for a phenomenal year. You guys have been the highlight of our lives. It's been amazing. We're so lucky to have you as fans. I trust it at this point. You're following us on Facebook or in the streets. They're possibly from a safe distance. And I think there's nothing else we can say but deuces, Bruces. Happy New Year and deuces, Bruces. Happy New Year. Oh.